0: Monday Matters, and um, Definitely. today uh, you're sitting in for JD. He's out, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, just where we are. And um, it, we're in we're in Advent, and that's a fun time of the year. Oh, uh, I love it. It's a great reset. I'm glad
1: we we spend time in Advent leading up to Christmas because right. it kind of uh, it gets you back in and why we do this whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so Advent, and uh, it's such a funny time uh, in, in the life of the church. Uh, when I say the church, I don't mean just Blue Mountain or Skyrocket. I, I mean, you know, in general, uh, it's it's such an odd time in that um, church has changed in the last two or three years. I mean, COVID was a reset, also. Yeah, uh, talk about a reset. You know, that was a reset. And a lot of people have uh, reevaluated, you know, how to spend their time and their money. And, um, you know, what about the habits that they have? And um, yeah, it's, it's just an odd thing. And it's impacted every business and it's impacted uh, organizations and the church in a lot of ways. So
1: it- COVID forced our hands. And what I'm about right is I'm going to say there's some good things that come out of COVID. And I'm not trying to toss away um the sickness and the health and the actual like effect on humans that covid had but um we were forced to rethink things right um doors were closed so what do we do um i know we had toyed before covid with streaming our church services right um it forced our
0: hand right in fact i i was kind of against it i'm like why are we going to do that you know we we stream it it'll just be easier for people to stay home and watch at home and then they won't come to church you know that that was you know before COVID that was where I was for
1: sure and it's a very real thing and that whole balance between COVID has made staying home easier for people we've given them permission we've talked about that we've talked about the mental health issues that come along with that
0: right right staying home being isolated rather than gathering together in a community. Yeah.
1: Um, but then also in the same point in time as a church, we really had to figure out, um, if we're supposed to go where the people are, well, they're at home. How do we get to them? Uh, so right. it definitely, uh, forced that we had to rethink how we do things. And I think we're constantly rethinking it. I know one of the big questions it's always asked with COVID is new normal or when do we go back to normal? Uh, yeah, what is no normal back. even yeah, in right. anymore? Um,
0: well, I think that is a really good question because um, normal is not the same as it was before, and it's not the. I, I think this generation will be impacted by this event uh, forever, and, yeah. and you know our patterns are different now, and and that's just the way life is. And it doesn't mean it's the way life will always be, but but the patterns change significantly, and so what will the new patterns be?
1: Yep, I definitely think going back to a pre-COVID period will not happen. Uh, it will not look the same. And I think in some ways we're probably uh, missing out if we think it is going to go back. If we just sit and wait for it to come back to that, yeah. you're probably going to miss the train.
0: Right, right.
1: So it's it's tough, and there's a lot of um, – it's polarizing because a lot of people want to go back to the way it was. They like the way that it was. Well, sure, sure. Um, but then you have a whole generation of people that – they don't really know what it was before <laughs> it. My kids will not know what life before
0: COVID was like. Yeah. So Isn't that a weird, I thought? Wow. I mean, so COVID will be around, and it's not going to be what it was for us. And and as we reflect on it, one of the things that, that they were telling us with uh, the lockdowns, the shutdowns, all this stuff, they were, they were saying, uh, we don't know if we did the right thing or not, and the only way we'll know is on the other end of it. And I think as we look back on it, probably some of it was too strict. Yeah. Uh, the lockdowns probably didn't help. Uh, even a lot of the sickness today, I was, I was talking to somebody who was saying their doctor, this is secondhand information, their doctor was saying a lot of the kids' sickness right now that's going around has to do with the fact that we were so, um, you know, kids were wearing masks and we were sanitizing and, and kids weren't exposed to very many germs. And so they're, you know, they're... Uh, immune system uh, immune system yeah thanks for saying that was was impacted by that and so now, now these new viruses and everything comes around and, and they get sick
1: yeah it it's tough I mean you spend a year in a mask right and while it does More help there year. is benefit well now I guess they're somewhat <laughs> saying that there are maybe not as much benefit as there was <laughs> right, but right. um you know the thought process was there there's right. benefit but then there's after effects and i think yeah you know, and,
0: and i didn't mean to get into that too yeah. much really uh that probably doesn't i mean that does all beyond our control so uh what do we do as the church you know here we are we're the church and and that is um you know we have this mission and and we were placed on this mission by jesus when he said go into all the world and make disciples and so here we are uh in a world has changed and shifted and um And yet the the mission hasn't changed and the mission hasn't shifted. So how can we be the church going forward from here? And some of the some of the ideas are to continue moving. You know, we started streaming our services. Uh, We need to stay online. Uh, That's important. We know that. So how are we going to stay online and yet stay um, in person? Because in person is critical. I think a lot of conversations need to happen.
1: I think uh, decisions made on a on a whim, and this is kind of funny for me to say because I'm kind of a rip-the-band-aid-off kind of person. Uh. But I think you need to, I guess, to go back just a little bit, um, we had read an article that said, what would you do if you were a startup church, if you were creating a church new? Yeah. In some ways, COVID is giving every church an opportunity, whether it was existing or not, to almost be a startup, to, hey, if – if we were starting a new church, how would we do it? Um, but I think there's the balance. I think the ultimate goal, and I think as Christians, what we're called to do is be in community and together. Yeah. Um, so how do you work in the Internet piece, the um, distant education or the opportunity for people to go online? Well, there's a ton of people online, so we need to be there. But I think you have to have the common goal of the the end goal is to how do you get someone in a seat? And even with unselfishly thinking about it, if I can get someone in a seat at a church in their town, Mm. maybe it's not here, then I've done a good job by using technology to reach them.
0: So I'm going to push back on what you just said the end goal was. I don't think the end goal is to get someone in a seat. I mean, uh, I I think having them in a seat is important because it connects them with the rest of the body. And so I think that's really important. And I don't think you meant that when you said it. I'll, so, <laughs> and here's why I don't think you meant that. I mean, you know, the end goal is to make disciples, yep. right? And, and so, that's what we want more than anything, um, and being in the seat helps us disciple them. Uh, but that, uh, yeah, that's, it's just, okay, so let, let's go online for a second. Uh, if I'm watching online, I'm watching the online service, um, it's really distracting to be at home for me, for Jim, mm-hmm. And, and I only did this a couple of times, We, uh, especially during, uh, you know, the dog days of COVID. <laughs> I don't even know what you want to call it. But we were recording out, you know, somewhere out around town, even out in the fields and stuff like that. I was recording my messages. And, and so then Sunday I would watch it because, uh, you know, we couldn't be here on, uh, in person. Well, I found it distracting. It, it was easy for me. Um, to be doing something with the service on and not focused, not intentionally engaging, uh, but it's more in the background. Um, and I think uh, that's a struggle with anything online. You know, is it's just easy to be on my phone Googling this or that, and, and that's online. And I'm, at, I'm there, I'm attending, but I'm not really attentive. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I'm attending, but I'm not as, as attentive. Um to anything you know i'm not really singing with the songs because it seems weird for me to sit at home and sing with the songs and i'm not really as engaged with the message because it's hard to stay in the moment uh, whenever i can push pause and go do this and come back and
1: that laundry buzzer goes off and it's time to do laundry or yep. dishes and and i think so when we look at the way we're streaming currently they the concept is fly on the wall so we're doing the whole service the music. Okay. You say fly on the wall. You're saying what? It is recorded from a perspective of you're in the room as it's happening. It's the whole service. Um, it's not built for online, Yes, but it is just a representation of what is going on inside that room. It has a tendency. If you're a fly on the wall, you're not necessarily involved in the conversation. You're almost eavesdropping into it. Um, so if you pay attention to other YouTube videos that you watch, and since we stream to YouTube, I'll use that phrase. Um, what types of videos do you usually, not the nature of the video, but like length of video, or how do you judge what you watch? So
0: I do I, I do watch uh, stuff online, uh, on YouTube. Typically, if something is... 25 minutes or something like that. I probably won't click it. If it's about, about 11 minutes is my, is my threshold. So if there's a little story that's seven minutes long. There's a, here's a little video that's 11 minutes, you know, and and if I really, really like the, you know, the YouTuber or whatever, I might go to 20, 25 minutes. If it's a
1: super high value, um, I'm sure a a 25 minute, if you're going to go on a motorcycle trip and this, is about the location you're going to be more yep. apt to do it but right. yeah for the most part when we're learning stuff it's 11 to 15. i think a lot of the analytics say if it surpasses 20 minutes you're really running a risk of people um not paying attention the whole time sure i know our analytics um a lot of it kicks in when the teaching goes on and then comes out so what i'm learning from that well, wait, wait,
0: wait. let's unpack that yes because yep. i don't know that everybody understands what you just said so what we're saying, what, what you're saying is the teaching kicks in. So a lot of people will log on to our fly on the wall service and, and they're watching it, but they'll skip past the worship uh, segment and go right to the teaching.
1: Yeah, they'll bypass the announcements, okay, uh, the yeah. music and that kind of stuff. It seems to be, you know, about 20 minutes into our stream, okay. we'll get our spike. And then that spike will last. And our average uh, duration, a lot of times for a service is 25 minutes. Right. Um, so we get that information. So that being said is when we go to look at how we're creating things for online, if online is something that we're going to go into, you have to start catering what you're putting online to the people that are consuming that. Because yes, if you have a 55 minute service, an hour long service, um, music is horribly hard to represent at home. And especially when you have Spotify, Uh, You can put on Zach Williams or your favorite Christian artist and listen to some music. Um,
0: Zach Williams, is he your favorite Christian artist? Yeah,
1: probably. I like that country kind of edge to it. So I can put those on and have my worship time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm there for the the teaching. And from a tech standpoint, uh, every little flaw that you have is – Sorry about that. Is that, that a flaw? <laughs> yes. Somebody needs to turn their ringer off when they're here. Um, but the you you have to cater to what people are going to consume.
0: Right. Or they're not going to consume it at all. Or, yeah. Or consume. I mean, we say consume, and that I hate that, actually, because when you think of church, we don't want consumers. Um, we want uh, worshipers. Yes. And, and that's a different—it's so weird, because— we're dealing with a marketplace that has consumers and, and our attention spans and stuff like that. And yet, um, we have this sacred, uh, message and this, this, <laughs> you know, we, we think it's much more important than just consumption. So. anyway, no, it is, it is tough. And there's a lot of, cause it's,
1: to do the research and to, to try and figure out where we're fitting in, because we are going into, if we're going to reach people where they're at, it's having kind of a consumer mindset. I hate the word as well, but you want, if you're trying to introduce someone to Jesus, um, and to how you do things and to have a better life, you know, that we believe that a life in community you're going out to where people are consuming videos, um, right. of people dancing, um, whatever it may be, their local influencers. So, you kind of, if you're going to meet kids, especially, and that is kind of my motivation for what I do is, um, I have younger kids when they go on YouTube, I want to make sure they have wholesome, good content out there. Okay. So one thing that I can do is help put that content out there. That way, when they're choosing, they can choose to watch something Christian based Mm -hmm. versus, um, a whole bunch of dancing or non, um, value added, time wasters. Okay. Um uh, so they can feel better about themselves um and hopefully grow up to be Christian. So by putting that out there, I have to figure out a way to wedge myself into the non-secular yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So We want to be online, and we want to be in person, and our goal, our our preferred method would be that people would actually come to church and and experience the worship because there's something about gathering communally that uh, we sense God's presence differently, and we experience the songs differently when we're singing them, and, and we're in the room filled with people singing them. And we experience the message differently when when we're in the room and and there's a moment that happens and there we are in that moment. Um, So obviously our our preferred method would be that people would gather corporately, uh, as the church always has throughout history. Um, But man, we are in a consumer society. And then there are some people who are still really afraid to get out and and re-engage in in our community, although uh man, did you go to the Christmas parade?
1: Uh, <laughs> my family went. All right, your family went I it mean, was a little it was a little cold. <laughs> I mean it,
0: it's funny because people will get out and yep. they will mingle and they will engage in things that they value, but church isn't always on that list and uh you know maybe it used to be there was pressure or there was habit uh, and it's just they're out of the habit or they're just the pressure isn't there anymore. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's just easier for a lot of people just to be like, "Oh, I'm going to be in my pajamas and click it on."
1: It is safe. Yeah. Um, it allows you to try out things. Uh, you know, decades ago, you just showed up at a church, All right? And you walked in, and you kind of figured it out, yeah. and you would bounce around to a couple until you found one that hit. Now the foyer is in your pocket, yeah, basically in your cell phone. Yeah. You can shop. I hate that word, but shop churches. Find out what your your fit is. Yeah, um, I'm that way. So yeah,
0: you can. You in fact, we have uh, people who visit church typically uh, have attended online, have attended our services online a couple or three times before they actually come in through the doors.
1: I hear that a lot more. Um, oh, I found you guys online, right. or I saw that you were online. Um, you know, during. COVID, we heard that a lot and we still do. Um, so it lets me know that there is, there is value to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't always have the opportunity to ask them if they were attending somewhere else or if they're new to the faith. Um, I'm always very grateful that they're here. Yeah. Um, so I think the strategy with online then is you've got to figure out how to meld that all together. You can't just build online content that is just for people to sit at home, right? Um, you have because to, because
0: we don't want them to just sit at home.
1: No, because I, you know, where, um, being with other Christ followers in person, um, it's always better. I yeah. I, I don't think you can beat it. I know, um, if I'm going to have an emotional moment or really feel like I got hit, it's it's in person. I don't know that I've ever been sitting on my couch and just been like brought to some kind of emotional state from what I'm hearing.
0: Yeah. And and the other aspect of that is, um, there's something about receiving and, and in, in person we receive better, but in person we give better too. You know, I, I can interact with people and encourage people around me, or I could serve in person, but I can't serve in person I mean, excuse me, I can't serve online because now I'm just a consumer. I'm not a active participant. And that's a, a, is it really church if I'm just the consumer?
1: And that's where trying to leverage the social platforms that we have. uh, Each social platform has its its benefits. Uh, Facebook is probably the most community driven uh, where you can have dialogue back and forth. Um, but I've definitely have seen communities, uh, discords, another one where relationships are formed in a digital sense. So I think it's trying to leverage and figure out how, instead of just having someone, a consumer, give them something to respond back to somehow get them involved and start building relationships. And I think that's where the, if you can figure that out. I think you can use technology and tradition for one common goal and get there. Um, But the tough part is figuring that out.
0: And we have people, uh, amazingly, we have people all around the world that check into our content. Some actually even watch it, you know, from far off places. And and I'm amazed by that on occasion. I'm like, wow, we had a watcher from, you know somewhere far away yeah, uh, in another nation. I'm like, wow, why, how did they find us? What, you know, what is that all about? But, um, so there's something though about a virtual church experience and, uh, a live church experience that, um, I don't know. I, I, am I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Have you ever heard of catfish to be catfished by somebody? And so to be catfished means what?
1: Uh, to be fake, to believe it's something that it's not, right? Yeah, you think it's,
0: there's a relationship, or the the other person on the other side is, you know, one person, but in reality, there's somebody else, you know, and, um. You know, I it just feels like uh, there's, it, it's just easy to pretend to be somebody that you're not. Um, now, if if that is your way of connecting, and that's your only way of connecting it's okay. Um, but it's, it's a little bit like, um, White Castle hamburgers. All right. Have you ever had a White Castle hamburger? (laughs) I love White Castle. All right. So, (laughs) wow. So in Indiana, that was a big deal when we lived there, you know, White Castle hamburgers and probably in Cincinnati where you're from. And so, um, there's something about a White Castle. You go in and you smell those onions and, and you taste it and you're there. Now you can buy frozen White Castle burgers at at a grocery store. Are they as good? I would not touch them. Yeah, there's something <laughs> there's something about it. There's I mean it's it's prepackaged and maybe it's all the same stuff. I don't know, but there's something about being it. It seems
1: imposter, and I assume it's somewhat how it's cooked. But yeah, it's not yeah, going it, to the microwave.
0: But it, it is still the same meat. Right. Is it me? I don't know if there's (laughs) any meat in White Castle. How do I? See, none of this is scripted, and so that's how this happens. We talk about hamburgers.
1: But um, I I think it's important, and I know that the the catfishing and the authenticity, um, and it's tough, and you'll probably never get away from that. Uh, When you don't have someone on screen, especially if you're just doing uh, text communication, that person can be anybody that they want to be. Um, And it's kind of difficult, but I think eventually you can hunt for sincerity. And I think eventually the truth comes out a lot of times. Um, But I think that's, you know, it's very important with churches because authenticity is um, something that a lot of the younger generations really look for. Right, Um, right. So you need to do whatever you can to make it as authentic as possible um i think having you know a lot of those chat whether it be twitter or discord you can do voice communication and in, in, instead of text so then you're starting to pick up inflections um conversations and and that can help so it's yeah. it's trying to build the most authentic situation you can um and make it as personal as possible with as much interaction uh, you want to have a situation where people are watching church at home. If this is their first introduction to church, that they are inspired to invite their neighbor over or their friend, and now all of a sudden you got two people in the room.
0: Okay, so now you're you're talking about something a little different there. Now I'm not just a consumer, but I'm I'm actually uh, drawing people into this whole uh, experience, almost like a watch party, if yeah. you will, and and together then you start to create community. Uh, also, I think it
1: almost goes back to the home churches. Uh, we were doing some research on our history cause we are at the 125th, uh, period year in our history, they start with home churches and we're almost in the, in the small groups and that can be where a, a church starts up and then it's being led by someone, um, that they trust mm-hmm. and believe the theology um and can follow and then that can start to spread into communities yeah. um it's
0: yeah uh, so if if i invite somebody over to my house and we're going to watch this together now uh i'm less likely to be doing laundry or less likely to be distracted on my phone uh, I'm, I'm, we're intentionally engaging in this uh community together and that's different than just being a consumer.
1: You I mean, have open dialogue at that point in time. Now it may be different during your teaching. They may break out into conversation in right. the middle of it. Did
0: you hear what he just said? Yeah, and Somebody then they'll have a conversation.
1: Fact. So they may, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will have a few fact checkers, I'm yeah, sure. Right. Uh, but they'll go down rabbit holes, and I think that's okay. And I think we have to understand that that's kind of the education aspect of church at home. They're learning things, they're figuring things out and they have those conversations. You know, hopefully those conversations wait till the end and we can help foster that by having uh, questions that are posted that they can go to. Um, And that just goes into building a scenario where at each walk, there is a solution to that that is online. Right. Um, you watch a sermon, here's four or five questions. They can have the conversation with their neighbor, with their wife, their husband, their kiddos, whatever it may be. Um,
0: and then that engagement then gets more people to come. So, uh, the idea with the questions, uh, we do have small groups right now that meet and they have sermon questions that they go through uh, every every week. And that in itself causes you to listen a little bit more intently because you know that there's going to be some questions, you know. And so there's uh, trying to engage just a little bit more in, in that.
1: Helps create that focus for sure.
0: Yeah. So is the future of church in person or is the future of church online?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the import in person part is important. Um, and I think it would always, it will always be there and be the ultimate goal is to create disciples. And I think you do that best in person yeah. and then send them out where I think technology comes in is it gives us an opportunity to do church in some way every day of the week, right? You know, the doors can't always be open at the church. You cannot always be available to have a conversation with someone, but if we can, Sprinkling enough things to where now people can come to church virtually every day of the week, learn something new. It's a Bible study, a way to get them engaged. Um, then I think they can marry together.
0: Yeah, I think there's some other things that uh, you know we we create content here uh, all the time, and if you miss Sunday, then you miss that content. You know, and and so it also allows that content to. Uh, perhaps uh, live longer or uh, go further. I was going to say, I thing, think it can thing. grow.
1: You hit a deeper, deeper connection with it. Because if you, if you foster your questions on Monday and Tuesday that refer back to the teaching, um, it allows you to get a deeper connection, whatever the topic base is, or maybe answer some questions. I know we've all come out of sermons. are like, I want to research this a little bit more.
0: Have we? I have. Because I've never done that. <laughs> well that's because you got the next sermon to. <laughs> yeah. the funny thing is about that you know I, I research it all up up front and so there might be some, a fact that i missed or, or something like that and i'm glad i i really hope um that people do ask questions uh about it and um you know uh, who is it? it was the bereans who who would always go back and ask questions about the message you know that, that they heard and I love it. That That's good. That means that even if I was wrong on a detail, somebody's checking it.
1: You kind of have, at least I have felt like the teachings are kind of a conversation. Yeah. I think this
0: allows for the further of that conversation.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: well, let's talk about that for just a second. Yeah. The conversation idea, the, the idea with, you know, calling it not a sermon, but a conversation is this. Um, here's the scripture, and this is that ancient you know the word of god that this these these ancient scriptures and they're speaking to me and then the spirit of god is is somehow getting through my thick skull or <laughs> whatever and, and so i'm working on a message and so then there's my voice so you've got scriptures the spirit Jim, and then you've got the hearer the listener who is sitting there and they're engaged in that process and they're hearing these things but at the same time, they have uh, in their own mind, uh, the spirit is speaking, um, and they have their own, uh, I don't know, they're, they're processing it through their own filter. And so they're also in the conversation. They're not speaking it out loud at that po- point, but, but they are. There is this internal conversation. And then you join that with the sermon questions, and, and it can really take on its own life.
1: It, it definitely can. I know there's times I come. It depends on where you are in your life and where you are in your walk. You hear teachings different or this point spoke to me yeah. where your thought process was, I thought this was going to be the big take home, Right. but somebody else hears something slightly different and then I think it's great um, through technology. We can further that conversation and have the, well, I had this thought and you're having this conversation, um, you're maybe answering a post, whatever it may be. And then someone responds and it allows for a dialogue. It, it gives in some ways technology can give us more access Yeah. because it's true. And it's easier access. If before, if I wanted to ask you a question, I had to show up to church during office hours. Mm-hmm. I, I could email, right. um, to have that. And then it's, it can be a little clunky. Yeah. Um, but now if it's, if it's all paired up, then you can have those conversations. Uh, people are more accessible, uh, pros and cons, but.
0: Sure. sure. And you could probably even like, say you, you had a clip from the sermon, uh, a four minute clip that talked about a certain section of the sermon and they could probably post a question right on YouTube. You can post questions.
1: Yep. You can post, uh, comments, questions. If it's on Facebook, it's, uh. You can have that dialogue as well. Um, we try and have people that are always paying attention. And as we move further into technology, um, you know, it's my job to not necessarily answer those questions, but get the right people in front of each other to have those questions answered and to communicate with those that are online, yeah. um, and hopefully bridge that gap or answer questions or help them in their in their walk. Yeah. Um, and make the place
0: a little less intimidating too. So my encouragement uh, to people who are watching uh, would be do your best to not just be a consumer, um, but, but engage in, in the process as deeply as you can. Um, whether that be coming to church, which is my preferred you know mm-hmm. thing because there it's different, but, Um, if you can't do that for some reason, um, watch with somebody, invite somebody to watch it with you, um, neighbors, friends, uh, somebody, um, and, and you can watch it at at a lot of different times during the day, right? I mean, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be, you don't have
1: to watch it live. It's always on there. We let it live there. Um, and I'll challenge you. If you don't have someone to watch it with and you're watching it, write a question, ask a question. I challenge you, I put it on myself to make sure we will get back to you in yeah. a timely fashion and we will help you with those questions. Um, we we don't want you to just be a consumer of what you're watching, uh, question it.
0: So what we have as the fly on the wall uh, experience, uh, that is we're looking at, shifting that to a different uh, experience. Um, and it'll be more intentionally focused to the the person who's attending online um and and so it'll be easier i think to to engage in that process in the future but even now you could still do that but yeah. but it'll be easier in the future
1: i think so and i think it will uh spark more s- specific questions um people will start to see small spe- segments of your sermons that may answer a specific question yeah. which will then link them to the full sermon if they want a full teaching or um if they sure. want to listen to that um and then we'll be here along the way to go and answer questions and try and facilitate that the best that we can yeah. and it's tech can be scary and i know um a lot of the the older generations myself included and up there's always new stuff that's coming out it could be a little clunky
0: you know, so you just put yourself in an older generation i am in an uh, older generation is it because you have a big old white beard
1: I think it's because I crossed the forty threshold. Oh, I kind of crossed the forty,
0: yeah. Well, so
1: but there's but there's things that I, I hear my kids or other people. I really try, um, to get involved as much in the social aspect of things that I can. A lot of for my own education. One to help my kids because I think this is something when my kids get older. um, There's a lot of scary stuff or things that can struggle. So I want to be aware and know how to use that stuff, but there's still, it, it pops up left and right. Church is going to look a little different. There are still a lot of the familiar things that are going on. Um, But we're hoping that there'll be more resources, resources that will be a better experience for everyone.
0: Yeah. And, and the danger for us is to, Make sure we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Correct. And and try to uh, cling to the traditions that are um, things that we build on, and then maybe release some of the stuff uh, that that has become less, I don't know, relevant in, in a lot of ways because uh, it just uh, it it worked before COVID, but it just doesn't do it the same anymore.
1: I think the so. tradition stuff is the core. Yeah. I think it is the core. I think how we get to that core just looks different now. Sure. Sure.
0: Well, hey, it's Advent and uh, it's an exciting time in the life of the church. Uh, we have a conspiracy we're working on uh, that, that we would love for you to be involved in. Maybe we'll maybe can we can I say, hey, we're, we're going to have a some kind of connection up here in this corner and. You can say whatever you want, and I'll put it up there. <laughs> you will? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and we strongly encourage you uh, be, uh, be here for Christmas Eve service. It's going to be great this this year. Yeah, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock Christmas Eve. Bring your family. Be early. It's going to be a packed house. Um, masks are not required but are optional. So if you're like, I don't want to go, and there are going to be a lot of people. There will be a lot of people. But, but it's a
1: big room, too. It's, it's so. a big room, yeah. It'll be a good experience and uh definitely if you come in, say hi to us.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well that's all I got. What else do you have?
1: I'm good. I think it's a, it's a deep topic of conversation that will not deep and necessarily heavy, but there's a lot of uh lot of avenues and things are gonna change. So Yeah,
0: it's moving, right? And and it's not settled. It's probably not gonna be settled. The moment we think it is settled and we have it, is the moment we're gonna have to tweak this or that or the other thing and so we're we're in process of figuring it out and it'll change um, again and again. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I look forward to it. So Justin is the one <laughs> to blame when yeah. things go wrong. <laughs> you but, can uh, email,
1: uh, me. <laughs> email me. Email <laughs> me Yeah. So All <laughs> right, well it's been fun. Monday matters. Yeah. I thank you for having this conversation. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. All right.